attractive? I don't find her. I'm sure she's attractive to um, other people. And I think that's great. Like, I get it. She really hits it hard on the street. Like, people are in love. Oh, I'm sure it's easy to to be an an onlooker and admire what you don't have. But when it comes to being in a long-term, like, thing. Relationship with the puppy. With the puppy. Oh, we're revealing right away that it's a puppy? I was hoping to keep it going for, like, 10 minutes. And make it sound like Uh, I was objectifying. To be honest, you could have gone forever. A lot of people call girls puppies. Uh, yeah, so this puppy the other night. <laughs> oh, shoot. This puppy, this was, puppy was like so cute. 10 out of 10. Oh, this puppy was lit. Hey, um, um, yeah, I mean, I understand if you don't find her attractive. She's not my style. She isn't. Your style is very particular and weird. I've had, uh, I've had a number. I've seen, you know, that's a puppy. That's just a puppy for me. That's just a puppy. She's got such a busted face. That's what makes her unique. She's got Michelle Rodriguez face. Every puppy is unique. I mean, you can make a case for any. any... I'm not making a case she for her. She definitely has Michelle Rodriguez face. Look at her. She's freaking And I think Michelle Rodriguez, Rodriguez is, is gorgeous. Oh. But for some reason, I'm not attracted to the dog. Mm, okay. There seems to be fair. some kind of a disconnect do happening. You think, do you think it's the one's a puppy and one's a human? It but could like, be, look at, but I don't want to put myself face, in a box like, like that. I'm going to be an eight out of the Fast and Furious eight. Yeah, yeah. She looks like she's like... I got a lot of stuff to do and I'm tough as nails. Michelle Rodriguez is, uh, I would think, would be honored. Um, she better be. Frankenstein's adorable. I mean... Yeah, I mean, that's one way of describing look, her. Look, she is a demon. Fun fact. She's, she's definitely, a puppy, Yeah, no, right? she's too much... Um, but, like, she's not too, She's a puppy. Like, let's all be honest. Sure, just, sure. Sorry, I just touched the mic, but there's fuzz on it. I think, you can t- I think that's why we can, I can touch it as long as. You don't think she's things. a cute dog? You don't think. She's this puppy dog, cute. She's puppy cute. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's good enough. That's me, one word, and it's. Um, oh, you son of a bitch. See, like, what that is right there? What she's doing right now, where she ripped out the insides of the toy? Yeah. That's, uh, that's puppy cute. It has, a, it has an expiration date, and it happens. Yeah. I don't know, fourth fourth time that happens. <laughs> no, this then, is the 975th time it's happened. She um, has uh, 100% ripped every toy to shreds. She lucked out, that's for sure. She lucked out by having you guys. But anyway. Um, what she lucked out having us as, as oh, yeah. onlookers and takers. Oh, my God. She's just absolutely. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Thanks She's for the eye contact. Yeah. Um, she Michelle Rodriguez you right in the face. Oh, my goodness. It's insane. I'm starstruck. Now are you? Fangirling now? Uh, yeah. I don't think I would be starstruck at all around Michelle Rodriguez. No. I'd probably be a little intimidated because no. she's an intimidating I figure. But I wouldn't at all. That doesn't. She wouldn't do it. She seems me. a little buff, and that might be the only thing that intimidates me. I, think, I don't like when women are buff, not in a mean way, but mainly out of pure fear on yeah. my end. Is there a part of you that wishes you were buff and you had no, that kind of look? I know myself. I know what it would take to be buff. I wouldn't be ever buff. You would be a different person if you... I would be a different person completely. Yeah. If, if I you was... went through the trials and tribulations to be buff... To be buff? You would be... A, your be personality a would be I don't think I'd have a personality. Different. And then that's the truth of it. Like, there's so many things that I depend on. Everyone would be worried about you, I think. I Everyone think would be like, agree. Lee has if gone I got, off like, the super, deep end. If I was, like, getting super fit, if I was like, no, mm-hmm. fuck it, I'm going hard. Yep. Wouldn't you be, like, so worried and be like, what's going on with Lee? Like, what's happening? Yeah. It's a weird yeah. thing. It it definitely. It I've sense. been doing the working out thing consistently, and I haven't like quote unquote missed a day yet. Sure, only sure. because and the only reason I know I, I missed well, a day, and that's quotes. not to brag. Say what? Why the quotes? Um, 
I don't know. Probably don't, Habit would be my yeah, guess. Yes, for sure. Okay. I was um, wondering if that was like missed a day and really you did miss a day. But like, Well, I don't do Saturdays and Sundays, but I don't consider that missing a day because I don't, that oh, was never the plan. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, the but I haven't because, missed so. any weekday. Okay. But the only reason I haven't. Five straight days. Got it. Okay. Um, for weeks and weeks. Thank sure. you. No, you're, I'm, I'm impressed. Uh, you should be. Everyone should be. I think anybody who works out two days in a row, period. I think that's impressive because yeah, yeah. working out is the worst thing in the world. In the world. And I'm glad, I'm glad, honestly, that your endorphins haven't kicked in. I'm really glad that you haven't gotten Fuck, to this point no. where you're like, oh, don't you think it's amazing? I get it. I get a part of it because I did it this morning and I was like, okay. I was like, it makes you, it does make you feel better. It gives sure. you a certain amount of momentum. It gives you a certain amount of like, it helps in other areas. I get it. I get sure. it. But when I'm in there doing it, I really, truly despise it. Sure. And, uh, but I know I, if I miss a day, I will never do it again. No, that's the, that's what so happens it's like this, is that you're like, Oh, bye. Yeah. See which you means later. then I have to do like, it'll be like 1130 at night and I'll be, let's say intoxicated on, mm-hmm. let's say mm-hmm. something. Let's mm-hmm. say it's, I don't know. Let's say it's alcohol. Okay. Oh, for now. Yeah. Sure. Uh, let's say. Or sometimes I'm not going to lie to you, Lee. I have smoked marijuana in my day. Wow. And I don't want to, whatever. Huge. Uh, huge deal. And huge revelation. I've been, and as of recent, I have been in a state of mind where I've gone, oh man, I got to go do that shit. And then I'll go work out while intoxicated. Sure. While drunk? Um, not drunk. Nightmare. If I'm drunk, I've already. That sounds like no. a horrible time. I have that yet to do like that. I will at some point do that though. Because I've, you know yourself. Yeah. yeah. And then I'll be that guy, but I'll do it for like 10 minutes. And I love up. the idea of you just being the fucking ass hat that's like drunkenly looking at someone while they're on the <laughs> elliptical it's just, <laughs> just me my like, own reflection up? <laughs> yeah how are you you working out too i do cool. um i wear these you know these like these spectacles now and i wear the glasses, glasses. at the gym purposely because i want to make sure that they know that i'm not serious about what i'm doing good i, <laughs> I want to really out of the gate i wear like i wore a shirt today to like comedy dynamics and it was like oh I'm, no i do comedy and i wear like, glasses don't expect no. me to lift anything more oh, than no. 10 pounds but um and they're like here's your jump rope back sir <laughs> exactly how long have we been doing this for? We've been we've been going for about 25 30 minutes so far. This has been good. Is it really? Do you um uh Is that true? No, we've been doing it for six and a half minutes. Okay, cuz I was like, "Oh man." Last time it was about a 4-day long podcast. It was a 4-day <laughs> so long I'm podcast. Just keep an eye on it. It was a bit of a it was a bit of a, a long one. Tell me about your weekly. What's going on? Oh, not much. Yeah. Um, you know, I have been trying to avoid uh getting too worked up about what what about what name one thing to get worked up about right now name one thing in williams paint colors (laughs) they're named inappropriately and you know it's not about the color it's about how creative they can be that i'm in right now about it Mm -hmm. it's frustrating i feel helpless i feel out of control Mm -hmm. i feel powerless i know i am upset that those paint colors have even like how did we even get here well first of all Um, no one knows what an apricot even looks like even how do you like. make a color out of it you see exactly and we can all admit that is a butter clock cream it is a butter Way clock more cream than an apricot a butter clock cream butter, butter clock cream <laughs> butter clock <laughs> i've been watching uh okay so this is mm, how that's a butter clock cream right to, di- to diverge from what is obviously going to be talked about later oh yeah um oh yeah have, look out <laughs> yeah, no we're doubt. on the scene now <laughs> oh yeah um, I have uh, been in a fucking K-hole of Chopped, the television oh, nice. show. 
And uh, Delman laughs because, like, he doesn't cook. Like, Delman is not a cook. Oh, you're right. I've never seen him do anything on a stove. Absolutely not. And and he always says, well, it's not for, like, of me trying. But, like, he is a bad sous chef as well. Do you think maybe maybe it's 100% literally because of a lack of him trying? Yes, I 100%. I think when most people say that, that's a lie. It's (laughs) It's not for lack of trying. trying. Oh, wait, no, hold on. No, you absolutely, Uh, never has he ever been like, I'm going to cook dinner tonight, like, ever. And that's not a fault of him. I will say I am a good cook. So no, you're, you're, yeah. It's, that's oh a my big God. part of it. Is you're that, fantastic. Like, For those who are listening, Lee oh. makes some of the best meals just, and you are the type of cook who are, who's like, it's a, you're like a cook. You're not like, you're not sitting there with a recipe. I mean, maybe a little bit, but you have the ideas, well, you the know the ingredients, just and you'll up. test it as you go, and then yeah. you create these meals, and it's really beautiful. That's Thank a very nice you. thing. Yeah. Thanks, Al. That means a lot. Um, but I love it. I actually love cooking. It's one of those like weird like Zen things for me. Yeah, you know, like I can I'm just that. like, and here we are. It's like I don't have to think about anything else for 45 mm-hmm. minutes or however long it takes. Um, but so like I've been really into chat lately, and it's like getting real dark as far as like me as a person in the kitchen now because I'm like, hello chefs. Today we have a pumpkin <laughs> chili <laughs> with a lime reduction, <laughs> and Dylan's just like, okay. And like lately, he's been like, right. what's in the basket? Like tonight because i've just been like and i decided to throw in cocoa nibs <laughs> and he's like why i just put in i i threw it out but i made that nespresso and then you were like you want cream and, I, and then i was like because i had some coffee before i came sure. in because i went to therapy and then sure. i had coffee before therapy then coffee after sure. therapy uh-huh. well and you worked out fun you story about i know dude it's crazy i, I am just, just living up. my best life now but i i was as i'm in therapy going and this is a complete pointless tangent but i'm sure. sitting there drinking the coffee and i'm seeing that the coffee is like you know how l- coffee drips out of lids sometimes sure. it's <laughs> dripping out of me and i'm talking to this to you know dr uh, pen book available dr Gary pen book available now about like you know life and uh and as i'm doing it i like look down and i just see coffee on my my shirt and then uh and then it happens uh, like a third time I, I look down and i'm seeing just coffee dripping myself and he goes is everything okay and i was like yeah i think just coffee is just like uh dripping, uh, dripping out and he goes why don't you take the lid off and i go see this is why we do this we have life problems we yeah. talk about them yeah. we solve them i love that like, you're like i'm just gonna sit in my mess thanks yep. and then he was Thank like you. he was like you saw it dripping on you and you just kept drinking it and i was like mm-hmm yeah to figure that out <laughs> and uh, and then he's like he like Such gets a napkin life. out of his bag and he's like i can put some water on this if you want to dab like your shirt and i was like ah i know i don't care and i was like don't and he was, he was like are you sure and i was like i know this looks like i'm like being overly polite and not wanting you to get I'm up and get complacent. water i was like i truly don't give a shit if there's water or if there's coffee on my shirt and he's like all right uh but anyway it was fun and then i had another coffee then i had an espresso point oh. being i put this coconut cream in the espresso yeah. it tasted like shit and i dumped it out and now i have LaCroix and that's okay. my thing but that made me think about it when you were talking about the secret ingredient well in I, I would have told thing. you I had other cream for you not the <sighs> coconut one so you didn't have to dump out a beautiful Nespresso that I know it looks so nice though that but was now such that aesthetically I'm hearing pleasing. you I think it might be best that you don't have another Nespresso. I think it's best that I stick with the LaCroix which okay. by the way anybody who thinks LaCroix is great plug your nostrils and drink it and you will find that the flavor is more of a scent than anything else um, the, I, I know what you were trying to say and that was not the right journalism for it, by the way. I don't uh, think the right journalism was the right journalism. The headline <laughs> is LaCroix isn't flavored, it's scented. Yes. There. What did I say? Something about nostrils? I mean, it was a journey. You were like, <laughs> was I talking for an hour just there? Um, 485 I minutes. It was a lot. Finally um, get those. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I'm you've been cooking I'm setting my mic down for two seconds. 
Oh, Lee has uh, while you're doing. Oh, oh, nice, nice. That's good. Oh, hey. Oh, sorry, everybody. Hey. Uh, uh, Frankenstein just tried to bite the tip of the microphone. Um, oh. Hey, weasel. 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 Welcome to the Shooting Stars podcast, Good everybody. God. Always. Hair right? on the back, just standing up. I know. Anna's butthole immediately yeah. goes to pursed. Yeah. And there was a one time, really a real it. horrible, Frankenstein, there was a really horrible time uh, once when we were traveling in which Weasel and I were sitting in the front seat of the car. And a man outside of a thrift store, because we love thrift stores, decided to, like, be a kind of scary, douchey-looking man and, Mm -hmm. like, literally, like, accidentally tapped the side of our car. Weasel barked and lost his mind and also butt-squirted everywhere. I mean, everywhere. And we had four more hours of road trip to do, and we just had this, like, juiced butt and one, it was that's like a, utterly disgusting one time when i was being picked up by my then wife from college mm-hmm. i uh got in the car and gilligan was in my lap and then she wasn't looking and and no fault of her own she kind of just put the window up on um this <laughs> and it 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 uh kind of locked oh, no. gilligan's head in the window <laughs> and uh that was enough for him to see his sort of life flash before his sure, eyes sure. and um he shot stuff all over uh me i was on the phone with my mother at the time and when it happened i said um i believe my exact words were ah shit god dang shit and uh and my mom thought we were getting into a car wreck and then later i apologized for (gasps) swearing i thought you were getting into a car wreck. and i explained it and then they thought it was hilarious but i at the time was just embarrassed that that i swore in front of my mom wow uh imagine and now imagine I know. <laughs> just now that now that you're like the cursing train has gone yeah way the out curse train is um so you do but you've been doing cooking a lot and you've been getting into the dark hole of been getting into a dark hole of chopped it gets really dark i also bawled the other night on one weird thanksgiving episode it was very cool they had like a nun and then like a amazing black guy from a soup kitchen and then like a really old lady from cool. an lgbt kitchen and it was like this whole thing and i oh, was that's like nice. we're all good people together and they were all really good people and really adorable to each other and so kind and sweet to each other. And it really was a treasure. That's really um, great. Like literally both Thelman and I openly wept, I chopped, and we were like, well, this is where we're at in You our take lives. your catharsis where you can find them, you know? You Nothing really wrong with that. do. Yeah. You really, really do. You can be affected by the weirdest things sometimes. It's, and it's true. It's so true. But no. Um, you yeah. can also be unaffected by the weirdest things sometimes. I've been there. Yeah. Where people are like, isn't that crazy? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't care. I don't care. I can't help. I it's can't. not that I don't care. It's that I guess it is that I don't care because I think people think when you like don't care about something that you're purposely not caring, and you're like, no, I'm I'm literally like unaffected. Yeah. And I wish I could be. Sometimes I really wish I could be affected by oh, this. Oh sure. But I am unaffected. We live in a society that like puts a lot of stock and and in the very act of caring about things, like yeah. because it gives you value, and and you should. And I've had to like try to care about more things, sure. you know, cause it's easy to get, if you get too laid back, then you can get, um, you also can be, walked uh, up, walked seemingly wrapped up in yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's a big one. Yep. I was like wrapped up in selves. Yep. And so. better to be wrapped up in yourself and honest about that and not yeah. care than to pretend that you're not wrapped up sure. in yourself and then to get something from, you know, speaking of <sighs> Nazis. No, I mean, look, not yet. Okay. Cause here's not the yet. thing. You're going to go off? What, no. I mean, what is there to say that hasn't already been said? Th- th- that's exactly it. Um, there's there's so much things where it's just like it's so frustrating. You do feel so helpless and you really do feel so just like 
I, I don't feel powerless. I I am upset at like how angry it makes me because it makes me like I was telling Del, Del and I were talking about this about like how it makes me get to a place where like it breeds a violence in me that mm-hmm. I don't like feeling. And then I'm like, well, this is, you know, it's like I don't like that at all. And then you're like, OK, well, then it gives you some not understanding of their violence but it's just like it's like a weird well, thing let's to start. just violence because violence and it's so frustrating and you know I mean, just to back up a little bit though are you like are you against nazis or are you for nazis <laughs> just let's let's back up a little bit i'm against you're against i'm okay. a hardcore against i, I mean i i i remember like vividly in like sixth grade reading and frank and like just being worked up about it and Mm -hmm. like even to the point where my mom was like i think we gotta like really work this out like why is this affecting you so much yeah and like no one else everyone else in my class is like oh that's sad and like i was like a mess like i was like we gotta do something how are you not seeing (laughs) this like what is like i was just well, we did vividly. stuff. I know, but it's like one of those things where we I'm just like, I'm a mess about it. Yeah. And then like I went into like weird holes of like, where else are they disenfranchised? What can I do? Blah, 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 blah. Like it, it got really dark for me. And like, I don't know. I'm kind of like an empath, Elliot. Um, no, I do think I'm actually far more of like, as much as I w- people would say I'm a sanguine personality, which is a type of uh, personality. I think mm-hmm. I'm far more. It's also a Sherman a Williams color. It is a Sherman Williams color. It's a dark teal. It's a dark teal. Sanguine. Yeah. Um, no, but I think I'm far more like affected by things than I think people think I am. You know. So like th- I remember even that, and so like feel that feeling of like helplessness every time the subject of any of that came along. There was a thing that we went to in like Budapest. It's called the. Um, uh, now I forget what it's called, but it's like basically these brass shoes that were they took everyone against the Danube River and they like shot all these uh, Jews and people that were helping save the Jews. And they like lined them all up against the river and they made them take off their shoes and then they shot them all. And this artist does this amazing piece where he like casts their shoes in bronze and like puts them by the river. Oh, so yeah, see. yeah. That's awesome. It was, I mean, it was one of those where I literally like once again, like was just openly weeping and just like super screwed up about it. So to see like it resurging and like, like even when we went to Munich. Well, and, you have a bleeding heart. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. It's like the term bleeding heart. Look, I mean, I literally have a bleeding heart because my aortic valve is fucked. Yeah. But um, you should get that looked at. <laughs> I know. But you know, it's like one of those like, it, even in Munich when we went to Germany, like I, I thought it was like not funny, but it was one of those things where like you kind of can't help but like see a little bit of humor in it in the sense that like everywhere in Germany now they're like, sorry. Yeah. So sorry. Like everywhere is a monument to like we fucked up. Yeah. Like I am. Oh, my God. Like so sorry. You know, it's uh there's a lot. There's a lot with all of it. I think uh, I mean, I haven't completely put all of my thoughts in order about it because no, i think neither like, have I, I think in my where i'm at right now is it's like we um it, there's there's a really really there's so many interesting things that like if you can if you can and i know i know you have difficulty doing this but if you can remove yourself emotionally a little bit from the the um and I'm not saying this is even a good thing, and I don't think people should do this. I don't think this is a way of like how you should look at it by any stretch of the imagination, because I think that's actually the root of the problem is people 
um, they, they're not able to tap into their their empathy yeah. um, and you know the grace and the love that's at the core of I, I believe um, most humans and so but in order to like look at it a little bit objectively it's like you have a group of people these like white supremacists these neo-nazis you have the alt-right you have people in the alt-right who claim that they aren't neo-nazis and they're just wanting to you know preserve quote unquote white heritage which in and of itself has a sort of white supremacist um connotation yeah Yeah. and then you have people on the left who i it's like it's a it's a it's a weird it's a complicated thing and then you have a president who um justifies not i I think there's value in naming evil first and you have to like you have these priorities then it's like he should have named the evil like you speak you speak the thing that is um that is the darkest and you bring it to the surface. Yeah. And, but at the same time, I see this as a result of a culture that has, um, you know, there you, you have a group of, of typically white middle-class males who are experiencing for the first time in, in their history in their family history, especially a form of actual, um, quote unquote oppression, except the oppression is in the form of political correctness, which is, it's it, not all about that, though. It's totally, not all but about the political just, And I'm just spitballing. It's absolutely not. But, like, I think what has happened is you have a group, you have men who lack uh, good father figures, I think, more often than not. And then they, they, are, they feel victimized. And then they get on the internet and they find uh, solidarity among other people. Yeah. And they, they're able to justify their actions with like all of these weird sort of like, did you watch the Vice video? I did. I so did you have these... Which I think people should actually watch. And I will say, I mean, I love Vice. I really do. I, I go I, back and forth on them. I go back and forth, but like I do, but... I do think that without them, there's a lot of things that I wouldn't know about. And that's the truth is like they are bringing to light for my generation a lot of things that I wouldn't necessarily know or care about yeah. and so that is yeah it's very job it's good regard. investigative yes. journalism and i mean it's sometimes sometimes and i mean even like their job for that piece was to basically cover them and i was impressed with like you know no feelings of emotion came through no this no that i mean it was kind of obvious like where that girl was like you know she wasn't also a nazi so yeah that was the thing that you're like okay that's kind of obvious but then i even was like looking at the girl that was doing the investigation and you're like why her like are you serious like i thought she did great no she did great but i i thought for two seconds i was like why her and then i was like oh it's perfect like she is aryan in every quality she is totally non-assuming and she gets herself in like serious situations and like holds her freaking oh own, she does she's great yeah and she does it in a way that's not aggressive she, not... she acts with grace and yes. she acts with um like tact yeah and, it's really and i cool. was like very impressed with her and like even more impressed with like the most emotion she showed in it was like when the car went through the pile of people she literally is like that's a horrible sound yeah and like that's the most emotion of like feeling that you really got from her mm-hmm. you know like yeah i would recommend watching it but i my, would recommend everyone watching my, it just because there's like awareness in there that you're like oh this is who this is you my know? takeaway from it more than than anything was like listening to these dudes who um they're they enjoy it there's like a fun for them yeah. I and mean, they even yes. say that they go we're out no. here we're having fun we're no. da, 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 da. i know and so then it's like the joke is a little bit on the left when the left doesn't understand that they're playing into what these people want. Like if you well, if you freak like... out, they're creating a a um a conflict, but they thrive off the conflict. No, they thrive off it, and like that is one thing that I noticed too. Because there's like certain things where 
I mean, a really good example of that is that they showed up with bats, with guns, with like yeah. heavy oh, all their dumb armory, shields. and then the, I and love like the video batting helmets. Mine was like don't, yeah, and so many of them no didn't know how to use no. the shields, and so like people would just reach around the shields, and it's like you know how to use like a SWAT shield, <laughs> you dorks, you dorks. Uh, but, but it's like all those things where it was like one of those like I loved the guy that you're like, is that a fucking like bike helmet that yeah, you're wearing? Like it's really sad. It's like really nerdy and like i i did the thing where like i was doing the tweets where i was adding text to like yeah. the protest signs and i got shit for some of them and that's fine because whatever but like the one that i got some shit on that i wanted to clarify was i did one that was like we i don't know what a warm hug for my dad feels like and i do think that like trump represents a father figure to many generations of men yeah. who i think have a weak father figure and or had a weak father figure and i did not have a weak father figure but in do, in saying that it implied that people who have weak father figures or people who had bad upbringing somehow are more inclined to go to the alt-right. And I disagree with that too. No, because, I think it is. I yeah. think yeah, ultimately I, it's your choice, but I think it plays into it. And the people who have um, shitty upbringings who are able to rise above it, it speaks to their character and it speaks to their, their, their ability to persevere yes. because people were like, Hey, I didn't get a lot of hugs from my dad, but I didn't turn out like that. And I'm like, I'm not like, that's not the point. That's I'm not about you. It's about, no, I understand. It's about rising above in that sense yeah. as well. But um, it's, it's, I do, there's these, these little boys, they're just little boys and they're repressed and they're walking around going like, it's the way, and they it's, they're seeking a community and they're seeking tribalism and there there is a crisis and and pete and i were talking peter and i were talking about this a little bit there's a crisis that is a true crisis like there's a problem in society right now that is independent of neo-nazis and black lives matter and all this stuff there is a fractured uh system and it's like so there both sides are speaking a certain type of truth in the sense that like there is something wrong like there is something deeply wrong and it's like, how do you cope with that rather than go? Because the, the, the quick answer on both sides is extinguishing the other side. So it's like when people go, uh, they, there's that shirt right now that's like, why be transphobic? Why be homophobic when you can just be quiet? So all that's and it's like this really popular T-shirt. All that's doing is saying, um, have your prejudices and keep them to yourself. When yeah. that happens, you get online and you find solidarity and you find a community. Yes. And it, it's Instead a bad of an understanding moral. about the situation. Yeah. Um, there, like there's a really good example that like and I'm I'm torn on this issue. And I, you know, like and it is one of those things like I have North Carolina, North Carolinian cousins and all this that I'm just like. They're very fiscally conservative. They're very, you know, I mean, they're not all right by any means, but they're very yeah, highly, they're highly yeah. Republican conservative that like, you know, the uncle that's like, I have violence on both sides, guys. And you're like, just say I don't like yeah. Nazis just for the love of God. Yeah. Say I'm not a Nazi first, which is for interesting the love too. of God. And it goes to and because the, what they're doing is they're they're trying to fight fire with fire because for the past couple generations liberals have taken a more nuanced more like spectrum based approach to almost every area of life whether it's gender or sexuality or morality and what we have now is the right going well it's you know it's uh it's actually more of a gray area but they're not understanding that like no first you again name the evil you understand that there's like address the one thing leads to another yeah and but they're doing this thing with like the Jews, like they, they, they blame everything on the Jews. So for them, the media is controlled by the Jews. Entertainment's controlled by the yeah. Jews and the money is controlled by the Jews. And so for them, Jews have become yet again, a scapegoat for, um, their disenfranchised 
for what they're feeling to be their oppression well, that they're feeling. A, it really is one of those weird things to me. Like, uh, again, I, you see all those, I see all those things from my like North Carolinian cousins. And it's a very, I mean, it's a very interesting world that I'm living in, in the sense of like, I'm married to one, you know, yeah. like, so I'm I have Jewish. a, a he's Jewish, you know, ish, but like, it is one of those things where it's like, but the yeah. second you, I, I mean, I don't know, like, the second I did Passover with the family, I was like, oh, this is a world that I didn't know anything about and I need to learn more about this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one of those things that you're just like, okay, that it has been an eye opener for me. Like, oh, like totally, an yeah. understanding of like, I grew up in a very, very uh, conservative Christian home. So any of these things, like, and even explaining it to my parents, they don't know, you mm-hmm. know, like, of like, no, this is what this is. And it's not about any like honing in on their, just your people. It's literally about like, surviving and going through it because they've been through it all you know i think it has so little to do with like like they don't know like these people don't know they don't don't know know jewish people no and so when i see those things like even online that my family posts and i just want to be like tag your jewish friends in this post you fucking prick like learn learn but it's funny too because like the white supremacy thing is built on well white people are supreme and they're the best so like follow that logic a little bit yeah so it's like if so for example um i have had multiple meetings and phone calls with my agents and managers where they have said you know you are a a white male and i would be like what the really and they would be like you because of that there's just not a lot of work for you right now and they're like it's a it's a thing and it is a reality so i i and that's just a, a thing where it's like white males have been on the top of the pyramid for a while um, at the expense of others. And now maybe that's not happening as much. And that's there's a threatening thing there sure. because I, I want to have a fear based thing in, in, in a lot of different things. Yeah. And, and in terms of fairness and on both sides. Yeah, it's probably not fair that I don't have all the opportunities I could have. But who gives a shit? But it's, it's also, like, yeah, I mean, I'm, it's also go on the other end of the spectrum yeah. where, where in which like. You know, like I have friends that literally are like, I don't remember growing up and seeing anyone like me on right. TV, and like it, ever. And so, but the the personal responsibility, if 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 you're gonna claim supremacy, you're skirting your personal responsibility when you take your little gun and your little shield or whatever, and you go out there. You're basically going like. Well, we're the most supreme, but we're gonna martyr ourselves, and they thrive off of the martyrdom. They thrive yes. off of all this stuff. Yeah. But like, it's like you just you work harder instead of going like well i'm being victimized or whatever it's like no no like no, work there's harder. a reason like yeah. everyone else has like every woman, right exactly like every woman so now you been... know like and i know like i'm not saying and by any stretch of the imagination no but like i know now that like it's going to either be on me to work hard get better yes. do what i need to do and that's my personal thing and rather than sit around with a picket sign and a, a message board and talk about white heritage or some shit that like nobody really cares about like it's all it's it's all just um a very weak it's a very weak ideology yes. and it it's a scapegoating ideology where it's the Jews fault and then people sit around and um uh, pretend that like they're doing anything important when they're not doing anything. It's like you're you're just oh, oh and they like the whole idea like there is literally nothing more cowardly than going I'm only going to surround myself with people who are like me yes. that is that yeah. couldn't be it's like people well, who stay at home all the time or they they surround themselves with their family it's like you're going i want to um create an ethno state because of the crime that the black people are doing that crime doesn't uh affect 
them. They're like, well, black people are killing black people all the time, and therefore, and, like, and it's like, well, wh- there. How is where's that possibly your even? and where's your danger? Like, yes. if that's the, like, let's yeah. really, are you really scared about that, or are you yes. using that as a talking point to justify your fear-based ideology? Well, and I think that's a very intense truth of it all. Um, but like, oh, hold on, she's getting water. This dog is getting water. It's very cute. Um, but it's one of those things of for. <laughs> Like I don't know. For me, there's like a a woman thing that you're like, yeah. I mean, like that's that's how it's always been. Is that you have to work harder? Is that you say one thing in a room, and if a man says that it, it's, cho- they're like, yeah, that's a great idea, Rick. Yep. And you're like, motherfucker. Like, I don't know who it was like Bill Burr. Um, it may have Steve Martin. Somebody. They were like, just be good enough that they can't ignore you. And the way you do avoid that is you. Um, hunker down in your sort of mentality. And I think this goes for both sides often where there is a, a danger in tribalism where you surround yourselves with people who, who are uh, defining themselves by a type of oppression. It is a frustrating thing too, because you see online, like everyone, like my whole feed is like all these people that are like so viciously anti this, anti this, anti Trump, anti everything. And I'm like, that's great. You're preaching to your fucking choir. Exactly. I mean, Dell always like teases like, why are you still friends with those people? Like I have a friends, I'm friends with a lot of people from my hometown that are like Trump supporters that are, dumb um and like but i don't, think I, don't I wouldn't say they're dumb but i would say no that and even misguided. like some of them are just like are you know like it it works some of them on are them. very like, dumb yes but some of them it really does like you see i don't know i i made it a point to stay friends and to like not uh push them out because i genuinely was curious about the ideology and like being like how how do you see it? I need to know how you see it so I can know how to like well, and if even have the conversation with you. But you that, know? if they say something dumb and it it stirs something inside of you to the point that like you want to unfriend them, then I don't think that's healthy either. That's a, no, exactly. That's it's the like, whole thing. You want to like it, because then it's like how sensitive are you about your own beliefs that you can't hear it's somebody else? It's the same else's. exact thing. Well, and a, another thing that like I mean I know this is so tangented and whatever like. The monuments, I very much understand in certain things. You know, like, Robert E. Lee was a fucking bad guy. Um, But, like, things like that that you're like, okay, yes, I understand. Uh, Like, in L.A., and this is a very L.A. thing to do, of course, because we're uh, ridiculously liberal. But um, there's a monument at the Forever Cemetery, uh, Hollywood Forever Cemetery, that's, like, a monument to uh, Confederate soldiers, you know? And it's just, like, uh, it's literally just, like, a monument of, like, this is a fucking you know, graveyard, and this is a monument to people that have fallen. And they're like, remove it, remove it, remove it, because of what it believes in. They are going to remove it. And I was genuinely torn on it. Like, I yeah, genuinely totally. was I'm like... I'm very torn on the statues like, thing. I really am, because I feel like it is a part of history, and I feel like we can learn from that so intensely. And, like, like I don't know... I think it's an opportunity to, like, literally do almost a reverence in a weird way. Like... I.e. like Munich did with Germany. There and was like some video, just like yeah. So sorry kind of a thing. But with the Confederate soldiers, I'm like, it's a graveyard. They did die. They died for their convictions. And a lot of them, if you know history, like died because they were just on that side of the freaking oh, fence, know. man. I mean, it's the you same know, it's thing like, when you... You you vote you that's, you're it's so a really big much part a part of, it. of like, your environment. That there's a it's lot of things that people joke. say like the Vietnam thing was a horrible war that shouldn't have been like I mean I don't know like I had family that was like shouldn't have been shouldn't have this especially like going through what they went through and you're like but they did their duty and they fought their war and, you know it's like regardless of like what 
you think it's, is right in this. Yeah. And I, for me, like that was a really difficult one. Cause like, I understand not having a, a huge statue to Robert E. Lee that represented a lot, but like, um, a headstone to people that died. When you start doing the thing Revering where it's like, the death. Well, that's a weird PC culture thing that I'm like, well, where's the line with the PC culture of like, oh, yeah. these people died. These people died. They're dead. This is a reverence not to not to the Confederate, but to the people that died. Yep. Be- believing what they believe. And it is a like, part of American history and it yes. shouldn't be forgotten. And I, I totally disagree with that. And I think that's the conversation like, that you have is that some... you're like, that we moved on from that. Like, this yeah, is why we progress. fought it. This yeah, is why we... it was won. And this is why we, you know, it's like, these are the things. Here's my thing with the, like, public monuments and all that. Here's, like, the only way I can kind of justify removing them and i don't think like i saw some video it's very berlin wall yeah i saw some video that was well yeah and more i don't know about i don't know enough about the berlin wall to (laughs) comment but um i saw some video where they like it was like the uh leftists toppled some statue and then they were like kicking Kicking it it. and i was like there was a woman that punched it and i was like it's fucking iron (laughs) yeah you dorks like go home and then like we get yeah, like yeah. Oh, we're gonna like hit them with a towel or whatever, and I was like, and like I understand you're dumb. The theory. I dumb. understand toppling it. I understand like all these things because I do know. I I also understand the helplessness and the rage that it evokes because I literally I watched the vice and I was like furious, crying, and then furious, and then like, what do I do? Yeah, you know, like more but, along the lines of like, okay, now now the activism happens of like, you know, here's that. my thing. I don't I don't think that like. The argument of well, people will forget history if you take the statues down necessarily holds up because I think people are bound to forget history no all the time. What. So yeah. it's like it is a fatalistic yes. mentality. But I think they they could go in museums, and I think and, I do and think they, that is a museum thing. I really do think it's very Indiana. We Jones. could work together. It's a it's a crazy idea, but we could actually come up with a compromise where they're still honored. But the thing is. When I look at a Confederate um, monument, I, um, I, being from the South and growing up around it, it doesn't affect me in a way that is in any way emotional. I think this is like the, the, a trend that I've noticed, especially on the conservative side, where it's like, don't take the statues down because it's uh, preserving history. Don't talk politically correct because it's an inconvenience to me. But the things that the these alt-right people tend to complain about are not things, in my opinion, that would ever keep me up at night at all. So if I see a Confederate um But do you thing, think that it's like, okay, so for, you know, I mean, a, a very, I don't know, like, for a Jew, like well, that's what I'm saying. A swastika yeah, so what I'm saying is insanely thought provoking right. and you know, fear inducing, and that's so exactly I think my point. That would be a big thing for slaves to see Robert E. Lee and be like, exactly, holy shit. So when you why see, still, if you're a black person, you see Robert E. Lee, and you know, you know what that stands for. You know the horrendous things that happened yes. as a result of your ancestry i know myself well enough to know that i can't relate to that yes that, so like, it's like you don't have an you can't so who's really, really fighting for it yeah. one person is fighting for i'm sitting here as the white guy from the south who believes that history should be preserved i'm sitting there going like maybe we leave the statues up maybe like we accept the fact that this is part of our national history and i think that's a valid argument in and of itself but the other person is coming at it from the angle the oppressed person the um the minority the whatever you want to call them they're looking at uh the this this um uh, effigy would maybe yeah, be a fun word sure. uh, to use, and then they they're seeing it, and it's it's evoking an entirely different thing, and it's evoking something that's very real for them, very tied to their their identity, uh, and so it's like they're coming at it from a place of 
of pain yeah. and they're coming at it from a place of like, why is this guy, why, they're looking up at, a, at somebody who it's harmed all, their about family. It's the personal perspective. Yeah, it really and, is. And then you have somebody else looking up at it who's going to go to bed in their middle-class home, their middle-class family, yeah. and they're going to go, I believe, in my opinion, it is the luxury of having a certain amount of privilege that so, allows you yeah. to do that. It really is. And, and I, I do not like, I think the word privilege gets tossed around way more and it's a catch-all, but like, it's a reality. I like, mean, luxury I, is a good way to say it because it is a luxury, you know, in the sense of like, you don't have to think about it. Privilege is unfortunately a very good encapsulating word and for a lot of these yeah. things, you know, but I mean, I think that's the real truth of it is that like, if I, you know, like, you, you see those Nazi flags and they make me so furious and so upset. And I'm like, holy shit, you know, like this is mm-hmm. ugh, like it hurts. And, it's my all, bones. and then you get into the psychology of it and you're like, oh, these people are just like they're trying so hard to like provoke a response. And they have that yes. trollish thing. Yes. Like, it used to be just memes. And it's like, well, even like even in then, the vice when he's like, you know, like the fucking that cheese guy. stick that's like you, you got too big. And you're like, no, that's not like, no, like he you was got, like, you know, like. Part. He got maced for a second time, you know, and he's like, oh, who? And she's like, who maced you? And then he's like, commies. Yeah. And he's like, second time in two days. And then like some guy off camera is like, oh, you got too big, man. You got too big. It's yep. like, that's not why they're macing you, you asshat. But like, this guy's too big. I My favorite part of that was when they he wanted water. And yes. he's leaning down, and, and he takes the well, no, he, but then he takes the water bottle, and he uses his teeth to undo the water bottle, even though his left hand is totally free. Yeah. And so he does the more intense, like the cameras on them, and he's yes. like, you know, he's in an arm, yeah. he's in the battlefield. I it's love like, the go home, you nerd. In the batting cage, like helmet, and he like hands him, like who hands a guy a water bottle with the cap on? Yeah, that. <laughs> like, but it, yeah, and then it's like, but he's got to do the, and it's like you see this guy. They have the footage. It's like candid photo, and this guy or candid um. Uh, footage and this guy's like on the phone he's like I'm going to send my men in there with guns and we're going to get them out of there and they're acting like they're in a war because that's what they want they want to race war they want to thrive off this martyrdom. The thing I will say that I did love is and I didn't love it because again I don't think violence is the answer you know uh, my father made it a point to post on my Facebook a beautiful Martin Luther King violence is more than not the answer violence is what fuels this whole yes exactly but like I'm just saying my dad was like you know the you know light is the only thing that can drive out darkness mm-hmm. you know like sunlight's that, the best disinfectant yeah well no it's like it was the mlk quote of like oh, you know okay. only love hate can't drive out hate only love can do that mm-hmm. you know and it's very true it really is so like i i don't like the fear that it induces but i do think it was a very interesting thing in the vice when they were like when the guy goes to uh have a press conference and literally people just lose their mind oh and that, they just yeah, like get so aggressive to him i think it's one of those things that like i kind of was like good a little bit like you you have these opinions you have these convictions that you stick to and the second that you're like this is who i am you could see the fear on his face Mm -hmm. like immediately of like oh shit so i'm kind of like yeah unfortunately man like saying things like that and believing those things like that that is what it evokes Mm -hmm. like just an fyi like i know you've been sitting behind your computer and you've been in boardrooms and you've been talking to uh predominantly white people about this but right now like also, the guy that, like, he gets pushed down to the ground and you see him so scared. The guy that pushes him is, like, a tall white male. And I did kind of love that, too, because it's not like, you know, he has no place, yep. no one to blame except for, you know, his people. Um, but it is, like, I don't like the idea of, like, oh, here's the violence. But it is one of those things where I'm like, hey, man, this is this is the reality of your situation. Well, like, it's also you wanted the spectacle. Here's your spectacle. Yes, like, you wanted you- the, yes. 
Like you're I, I, scared. Ooh, you probably should be. I think uh, I prefer the term neo-Nazi over Nazi because I think that uh, yes, the neo not the neo part adds a um, important distinction because these these people are weak-minded people. Not to say that Nazis were the most strong-minded people because clearly they weren't. But mm-hmm. like there is a, um, I just think there's an important distinction because you're you're dealing with with uh, just just really dumb dumb repressed really dumb. sad weak people and uh and then and i don't think the response on the left has been necessarily the best because i think that there's a I fundamental understand, misunderstanding i understand the anger i do because mm-hmm. i i can't help but feel that way myself but i do also think that like my honest opinion is this is such a it it can't get bigger it is also getting so much news coverage and you know mm-hmm. this that and the other thing and I think it's one of those where I think they will discover very quickly that they are insanely outnumbered. You know, I mean, sure, they might that, thrive on that. And but... they thrive on it because it stokes the fire. Yes. Every It's like, imagine if they had done this and they had been like, all right, we're going to we're going to have our little flags and we're going to have our, you know, Nazi flag. I mean, we, and, we and... have friends that like they're doing, you know, they're doing more, you know, rallies and whatever. And we have friends, you and I both, that are literally like. We're getting ready to go punch some Nazis, right? Like, and that's—I think that's a dumb move. I know. Because it's also like imagine if they had done this and they did their protest, this Robert E. Lee statue. Imagine if us on the left were just like, "All right, man, like go protest, have your flags, protest your thing." Well, uh, it's still going to come down. And then the down. other side of it is that, like, you know, that there is such a rage and such an anger on that side of it that, like, the one guy in the vice—I keep bringing up vice, but it was excellent coverage. Um, but the one guy that was like, we, as, as a city, they did, they already decided as a city Mm -hmm. to take the monument down. Like that was one of those things. And then as a city, they were like, we don't want the Nazis to come. We are, they like all voiced. Isn't it interesting though? Like, think about that. So the, the city had already made the decision. So the battle was over. Yes. Um, so the, the, then they come in with Confederate flags. Uh oh, another thing where the battle is over. Won yeah. that. So uh oh, done. Nazi flag. Uh oh, already done. These people are attracted to um to being oppressed and being losers, and they they thrive on it. And it's like what the way you usurp that what, is the when Nazis. They, yeah, yeah. They they thrive, and so when the way you get rid of that or you, the, you battle that is not to fight fire with fire because. It validates them. It, the way to do it is you go, all right, You the statue's coming down. Good, go yeah. do your little Have ignorant it. protest. Uh, it's horrible. You are yeah. deplorable. I really did deplorable. see oh, one yeah. of the most beautiful pictures I did see was this like African-American cop standing I there know, defending yeah. as mm-hmm. all this. And I was like, fuck, that's a good fucking photo, it man. Is good, yeah. they, Such a good photo. But it's like if I think there's a world in which if this had not blown up, then it, it would have been, been snuffed because I and that only said and I only say that because I, I mean think I think that that a lot of the weak. anger does come from you know again I don't know how to dance around this because we're just going to keep dancing around it but like a lot of the anger does come from you know Jews you don't like them um don't like them uh no <laughs> and into one of them. <laughs> sometimes um, you don't like sometimes one. I'm <laughs> sometimes I'm infuriated one. at one particular at one Jewish particular person. one but sometimes I'm super into him yeah <laughs> um. No, but it's I. It's one of those like. Also, it is that whole thing of like the John Oliver had the best quote of the fucking thing where he was like to Donald Trump. He was like, you know, Nazis are like cats. Like they only stick around if you feed them. You know. And I was like, Ugh, yep, yeah, exactly. So That's a great way to put it. Um, 
But so, so John Oliver said thing, on national now television. We're like, I'm like, so what do you want to shoot into the sky? Um, hey, Frankie, don't chew on the cord. Please. It's fa- it's you. fun. It's sad. I think it's uh, it's heartbreaking. I think that here's the thing. I think there's activism along the way, and I will say that like the the love is one of those things of like having the conversations. Of I will say also there is that whole thing going around of like you know hold people responsible, and I do think that is like the second that they're like, no, I don't want to talk about it. It's like that's fine, but but do at least. I'm one of those people where I'm like, okay, but how do you feel about it? Okay, so you're anti-Nazi? Great. Then we've established that. Yeah. Moving on. You know, like, hold people a little bit responsible in that way because it is the, like, oh, we can't talk about this. It's like, well, it's clearly a problem that's happening. And so, like, you can either vehemently talk about it or you can at least just be like, okay, so no on my end. Great. Moving on. You know, it's difficult. It's a difficult thing back and forth. There's a lot of psychological issues with it. There's a lot of disenfranchisement. There's a lot of this my thing is going to continuously be like, I'm going to try and not go to rallies because I will probably end up in a very bad no, place. No, I will not be going to rallies. Um, I, I think but that's I, counterproductive. I do also know that, like, I know I know the feeling of, like, I got to do something. Yep. And so that's... I know, like, and you don't want to fall into, like, the Twitter, like a Twitter no, warrior type of thing. preaching to the and... choir. You're preaching to everything. So you're just like, well, what do I do? Like, yeah. how do I fix it? And so that's the battle that is your the own personal one now is the, like, okay, then how do I fix that? But focus. Yeah. There's some big. There's some big. Uh, there's some bigger issues. I want to know what everyone else like thinks about it too, because it's one of those things where it's like I, I am fascinated by multiple sides of the story of it. I really am. Um, there's a, yeah, and I'm not I mean, fascinated in like oh how fun, but in like of just like how did we get here? I need to know because this is important. Well, I think that is. Um, I think we've been here the whole time, and now it's just sort of coming to a head. And I think this scapegoat that happens I don't know if on we've both been here sides. The whole t- I mean, but that's the thing is that it is like there's a le- like. There's a leader that is is justifying things. There's sure. a leader that is doing things, and it's like so. It's not. But it, we have a leader for fuel, that for a reason. Fuel like, that is yes, I understand that as well. But I'm just saying, like the fuel is is like I don't know if it's necessarily been there the whole time for this much, but what has progressed it in that way? Like what has made it feel that way? You know. I think if if we get rid of the neo Nazis, there uh, becomes something else if we get rid of the um yeah. on the neo-nazi side if they were to in their little fantasy land get rid of jewish people then there would be something else it's there is a fundamental um crack that yes. is pervasive uh, across this country and i don't think that there is i i'm pessimistic in terms of how to approach it but i think that um oh, I think being a lot honest of people about are just where people fall are really into that fundamental crack just fall in just fall in a lot of people probably, up, a lot of people do fall in it's sad they become obsessed with it and then you your life quality goes down like a, so there's yeah. so many people who like i talk to who i agree with like i agree with what they're saying but the um the vehemence that they have for it is so like it saddens me because their quality of life is going down it's as going, a result of like, these things yeah and it and i think the best the best rebellion against this type of ignorance is to embrace love and those around you and to be jovial and, and to have fun those and... conversations. I, I've had more mm-hmm. conversations with people that like I have made me aware of things than, than I have in a very long time, really. And truthfully, you know, I yeah. think it's very important. Um, she looks very cute like that. Frankenstein. Yeah. She's cuddling. She's the... cuddling. I think she has to pee really, really badly. Oh, okay. Well, um, we can... but she's being real good and she's being super sweet and super cuddly. See, isn't this sweet? Look how cuddly she is. She really is a sweet girl. She's a, sure. one of the sweeter puppies I've ever come across. She has about five hours a day where she is in fact a true and true <laughs> demon. Like a true... Oh, a true demon. I thought you were going to say five hours a day. She's really great. No, and I was like, no, ah, she good. She sleeps for like 15 to <laughs> yeah. 20 hours a day. Yeah, dogs are... Which I'm hoping are... really keeps up. I bet, probably um, will. But she, you know, for a good part of it, she's a 
goddamn demon. Yeah. Um, but when she's not precious, it's like a baby. Real, it's like a. It is it's exactly almost, like a baby. It's exactly like Only a baby. I don't have a beautiful hormone coursing through my veins in order to attach me to it. Hormone. Hormone. Which is like a hormone. This that's is sad. actually. It's actually the name of my one woman show. Hormone. Hormone. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, well, I'm going to tangent for a positive so we don't get, because I don't want to also be part of the heavy. Yeah, I think um, that was a good discussion, whatever. I think no, I think it is. I think it is. Whatever. I'm just saying, my, here's my tangent for pop culture, because this is a pop culture uh, thing. Uh, Bachelorette in Paradise, Bachelor in Paradise is back. And they if you haven't watched out. this trash garbage, you have got to watch this trash garbage. Um, it is, in fact, just that. It's, uh, they take... Uh, deplorable humans that have been on uh, seasons of The Bachelor that are like, yeah, I'm ready to do this and fall in love with a stranger and put myself on television. And then they put them all on an island together and see who shakes out. And then like every week they have to like decide to be together. And But then they bring other new people onto the <sighs> island. Yes. Elliot, you would love this. Oh, I'm I know. You. I would absolutely no, love it. Like, so like they start off with like these people and then like people kind of couple up and people kind of like get interested and they like give date cards and then they like go on dates. But then they keep bringing in new stock. And so then it's like, oh, my God, well, so-and-so and so-and-so are in love. But then, like, Candace came in and she was like, can I go on a date with you? And he's like, oh, I have to say yes. And it's this whole thing. And it's really, I mean, it's so stupid. Oh, my God. Cool. And course. it's so. That's, that's the whole point. But I it will, I will be, be honest. Much like I've said on The Bachelor and The Bachelor at, uh, it is the best comedy on television. Yeah, I really want to watch Unexpected it. Unexpected comedy. Yeah unintentional comedy if you're ever sure. having like a viewing party with your little girlfriends I will. or whatever with all my little girlfriends with your little I will. um it's little ladies that you like to homosexual men and uh and please invite very aggressive ladies i don't have cable i want to watch it oh my uh, god i mean i i really like the idea i listened to this podcast that was about um from radio lab and it was about uh candid camera and um the origins of candid camera yeah. and how it kind of came out of like uh, this guy who was realizing he was interviewing soldiers and he realized that when he turned the microphone on and it was recording, the soldiers who had these amazing stories, Stop. Nobody, no, no. they would clam up because they couldn't be themselves sure. on a microphone. So he learned just to um, do like a, he learned to do this thing where he would not, he'd unscrewed the light bulb and then just be like, okay, so here's what we're going to talk about. And they'd talk and talk and talk and at the end he'd go, okay, that was it. And it, it kind of blew up from there. And then he took, it was, that was called Canon microphone. Oh. And then they took Canon microphone and then they, that was bought by NBC. And then, uh, or no, uh, then it was on the radios, Canon microphone, okay. NBC. And then I know, no, 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 no. I'm going to give you the <laughs> entire, this is uh, horrible. This is how, Need this that, is how this all is reality television started. The, okay. Anyways, it's all it's, reality. It's television great. Started. It's great. Then, it's but listen, okay. no, this is about to be good. This is about to be good. Look at this. This is about to get. Okay. You're about to be. I'm about to knock your socks in. off. They're already off, They're but already it's fine. So, so he does candid uh, camera. It falls flat. It, everybody hates it. They're like, mm-hmm. "How are you doing this to people? It's manipulative it's to people. Yeah. You're going into people's homes. You're not telling them. You're getting people at their worst. Well, it's not you. fair. So then it's he manipulative." Gets assholes to sign up. Listen for to it. me. Then okay. listen gotcha. to me, Lee. Then he goes. He adds a twist at the end where he goes, "Smile, you're on candid camera," and then it turns into a big joke. Everybody loves it. Got Massively it. successful. Got it. Listen to this. Listen oh to this, Lee. He's on a plane, oh. all right, from Los Angeles okay. to Miami. Yeah. This guy, all yeah. right, who created Candy Camera. I legendary guy. I have to pee. Crank something or other. So listen to this. Uh-huh. He's on the plane. Sure. A guy from the back of the plane yeah. with a knife gets up. He goes to the cockpit. He breaks into the cockpit, no. except there's no breaking in, I think, because they didn't have doors then. Yeah. 
he goes, we are going to Cuba. It's, it's real. Sti- it's this a, is a real hijack? Listen to me. Listen to me, Lee, Lee Newton. He goes, we're going to Cuba. The, guy, the pilot gets on the um, plane and goes, oh, we got a couple gentlemen who want to go to Cuba, so we're going we're gonna to go to Cuba. And like keeps his cool, pilot doing this. The whole place is freaking out until they start seeing some whispers and uh, they look over and they yeah. see this guy because he's a massive celebrity at this point and they start laughing. The whole cabin no. applauds. No. Breaks into applause, goes, oh my God, it's candy camera. Oh my God. The guy's freaking out. He's like, this is not a joke. He's like, this is not part of it. This is not what this is. Oh he's like, this, we are really being hijacked right now. And the uh, the the hijacker sticks his head out of the um cockpit. The, the cockpit more applause breaks up they start applauding the oh, hijacker my god then the uh guy goes to the there's a priest in the back he goes priest please how do i get these people to to um believe that this is real and the priest is like you're not looping me into this man he's like i'm sure he's this like whatever insane. dude he's oh like not my problem and and they while everyone's celebrating they go to cuba and they land in cuba and they're surrounded by military and uh, because it's a hijacked plane, and that's Diane. when everybody, um, everybody on the plane turns on this guy, and they're like, "F you!" They're like they start saying all these horrible things to him. They're like, "You're a rat!" Like, how could you? They're filing off the plane. They're all angry at him, and the very last guy uh, looks at him. He goes, "Smile my ass," and then leaves. Because <laughs> smile, candid camera. Uh, but isn't that crazy? That's insane. That, and all of reality television came out of uh, candid camera, and because it's all about um, injecting narratives into uh, into. It was a very excellent thing. I told you, wasn't it, was it fun? It was. I. It was good. It was good. I mean, it definitely ripped insane. off an entire yes, other you just podcast. Did an but entire other podcast. Listen but to Radio Lab. It was great. It's really good. Um. Also, watch Bachelorette and a oh, Bachelor in Paradise. I keep saying Bachelor in Paradise. Bachelor in Paradise. It's hysterical. Um. Just a real trash yeah. heap. It's a beautiful little trash. I'll heap. definitely watch that. I, did you watch Ozark? Yes, I've seen all of Ozarks. We had this conversation. You were in the middle of it last time, and I was trying to be like, guess who's not in the middle of it anymore, Miss Newton? Oh, he's done. And I'm ready for season two. Ozark's great. Uh, Game of Thrones is really crushing it. Uh, Rick and Morty, still good. Did you miss the bombshell in the last Game Game of Thrones episode? No, I didn't. I I rewound it. I was one of the only ones that didn't go on Mashable to fucking figure it out. Yeah, I didn't know. Did you get it? Because I'm weird with that kind of stuff. Like, I knew for a long time ago, I was like, Rhaegar Targaryen, blah, blah, blah. Like, this whole thing. Okay. No, the second she said it, I was like, this is huge news. I didn't know at all. I was, because I was with him. I was like, I was like, girl, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about? No, I literally was like... I knew it. I was like, this is fucking humongous news. Mm-hmm. They, um, the, they did it so subtly. It we so still nice. want an aunt and her nephew to bone. Yeah, hardcore. well, whatever. I mean, every, I, I, every girl I talk to likes the idea of them getting together. And I I mean, I just hopefully. You, you have sure. no issue. You have no shipping. You do not want to ship Jon Snow and Daenerys Targaryen at all. I like There's Egret. not an ounce of you that like wants Egret. to see those details. No, they're two alike, man. It's two leaders. It's two people who are going to sacrifice everything for their people. Then why should they those be titties. in love? And you have seen those titties, but then like after season two, she was like, "Please no more. Don't yeah. make me do any more titties." Yeah, um, which makes sense. No, which I think I they'll, they'll be great together. But I, I do think that 
Just let Egret. me know. I miss Egret. You're, you're a liar. She was that X factor. I know you do. You know? She's dead. She was sassier. She's dead. Instead of being, she's she was, sassier than Daenerys. She saw no, John. She saw John for who John liar. is. She was like she was. Per, she she saw through his oh armor God, of it. stoicness. Who are you shooting? Into Whereas Danny is Elliot? like, I don't know about bend Elliot? the knee because who she can't into the sky? open her mind enough to the process of she does. true That's love. That's what she's saying. He's petting dragons at this point in his life. She's open to him. Literally. Um, um, who am I going to shoot into the sky? I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to touch the... Uh... You should probably do Jason Bateman. Yeah, he directed a great one. He directed great a great one. amount of... And he's the one of the ones that like literally is like, no, this needs to be made with yep. Ozark. So. And he did an awesome job he directing. He really did. Because after every good. episode, I was like, that was a great... And directed, yeah. I was like, damn, dude, you're killing it. You're killing um, it. He's doing great. And really I mean, what a sweet deal. EP, imagine that cash money on that he's getting good money well he should it's his project and he worked really hard on it yeah absolutely um, okay hey little girl who are you shooting Lee? uh i'm gonna shoot frankenstein up into the sky because uh, hopefully then she'll stay there and she'll never fall down <laughs> you said it not me uh <laughs> <laughs> no uh who I, I i am gonna give a pod to vice because i think that was some pretty uh fucking damn good journalism um just on their part yeah so uh yeah shooting vice you know um, nice snapshot, jeez. Snapshot, yeah, thumper. She is a real oh piece of food. All right, everybody. Um, well, let's um, just keep talking for nine more seconds. Okay, okay. eight more uh, seven. Seven, six. six. Frank, Frank is in. I'm gonna four. punch you in your butthole. <laughs>